Thank you for choosing to listen to First Love Podcast from the First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, for February 16th, 2020. This week we are starting a five-week Lenten series on Wednesday, titled Walking with Jesus. The presenters are Reverend Jonathan Morn and his wife, Siobhan Morn. The series goes from 5 p.m. to about 6.30 p.m. with a soup supper preceding the presentation. We are offering a 40-week free devotional with devotions authored by members of the congregation. The devotion booklet is titled Meditations of Our Heart. You can receive one free by contacting the office at 217-245-4189 or receive one via email by contacting us at office at firstpresjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Reverend Warren's sermon title today is Transcending Brokenness, after which you can enjoy the FPC Chancel Choir singing, Shall We Gather at the River? Our gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 5, beginning with the 21st verse. We are listening to Jesus' sermon on the mount. He continues in preaching these words. Jesus says, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder. Whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body to go to hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife except on the ground of unchastity causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, You've heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is, it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. 
And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Yet let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. In a perfect world, the weatherman would always be right. In a perfect world, the other sock never goes missing. In a perfect world, you eat whatever you want without getting fat. In a perfect world, people can dif- differentiate between there and there and there. In fact, God created this perfect world. As we open our Bible, we're reminded how it all began. And in this perfect world, nobody had to wear socks. Unfortunately, this perfect world doesn't last very long. Out of the entire Bible, it lasts an entire, almost an entire two chapters. And then we had other ideas. Some might say we wanted to make things interesting, right? And forevermore, imperfection began. Now, let's just imagine for a moment, we didn't mess with things, and the world stayed perfect. Of course, the other examples were a bit silly, but imagine what our world would be really like in a perfect world. We would always seek reconciliation. No one would be regarded as a sex object. Marriage would be a union in love. Truth and honesty would be the way we all lived. That would be the perfect world, right? Now, when we hear this passage in Matthew, this is what Jesus is alluding to. Where anger and murder, adultery and divorce don't exist, but love and respect are part of our character. Now, unfortunately, uh, the truth is, This kind of world doesn't exist. It barely lasts two chapters in Scripture. Each of the laws Jesus is referring to in this sermon is from the book of Deuteronomy. They're not new. And God calls us to first seek reconciliation. God calls us not to divorce. But today, according to Jesus, anger now carries the same weight as murder. Anger and hostility are bringing another to trial. Jesus similarly shares that looking at the opposite sex with lust is equated to committing adultery. He says divorce causes us to be adulterers. Now, the percentage of those divorced inside the church is the same as outside, so many of us would be in trouble, right? In the last century or two, people in discord couldn't receive communion until they were reconciled. Those divorced would be shunned from the church. Some still are. I don't know about you, but these are tough things to hear from Jesus, of all people. It certainly sounds really judgmental and unrealistic, especially in this imperfect world, right? I don't know if I really like what Jesus is saying here. If the sermon Jesus is preaching here doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, 
then I don't know if you heard it properly. I've heard people say, I follow the Ten Commandments, so I'm okay. Now, the only trouble is, Jesus makes following the Ten Commandments nearly impossible now. If you haven't murdered someone, but you've been angry, if you haven't committed adultery, but you've looked at someone with lust or, or divorced, we're in trouble. Essentially, what Jesus does in this little sermon is he says we're all guilty of breaking the Ten Commandments. So, nobody is okay. Yes, we can do good, but we all fall short. We hurt those we love. We don't seek forgiveness. We don't always do what God intends for us. Jesus is making the biggest sins the same as the littlest sins here. So sin is sin is sin. And, and, and that's why these verses are hard to hear, aren't they? That's why they make me and you feel really uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be equated with a murderer or an adulterer. Never done any of those things. Sure, the world isn't perfect, but anger is normal. Half of us are divorced. Some of us don't act on our lust. They're only thoughts. By law, we're required to take an oath in court. In these few verses, Jesus has made us all the worst of the worst sinners. Murderers and adulterers and liars. That's not who we are. We try very hard to be good people, to be upstanding citizens, to be faithful Christians. Now, there's something neat. A few verses earlier in his sermon, Jesus says, we all need, he says this, a righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. That's what we really need, uh, righteousness, because sin is sin is sin, and since none of us are righteous except for Christ, it makes us all in desperate need of Jesus. The only one who can provide this righteousness is God through Jesus Christ. A righteousness for us to be good, to be upstanding, to be faithful. So from the biggest sinners to the least sinful, so not just the incarcerated and the prostitutes, but even the scribes and the Pharisees, who try to follow all the laws, we're all in need of righteousness. One scholar says this, all this is, of course, impossible. Glimpses of God's perfection in our imperfect world, it's impossible. That is, it's impossible until you look at Jesus so, our job, if we recognize that we're all the worst sinners, we recognize that we are in need of Jesus. And there are times, with Jesus' help, that we can be restorers in this imperfect world. Jesus can use us to be reconcilers, even the worst of the worst. 
You and I have to believe it's possible when we look at Jesus that we can transcend brokenness. I hope you've seen it at work, because I know I have at times. In our personal lives, even as a church community, where we witness God's perfection when we look at Jesus, even in our imperfect world. We don't always do it well, but there are moments, glimpses, that we're capable of transcending brokenness, living as God intends. There's times when a sibling rivalry or an enemy extends an open hand instead of a clenched fist. When a hug and tears are shared, knowing that they can't change the past hurt that was caused, but they forgive one another. There was a time at our wedding, we had a dance where everyone who was married was invited to come up to dance. You probably witnessed such a dance, danced in one of yourselves at a wedding reception. Each couple would continue dancing until their anniversary year was called or beyond their anniversary, and then they would sit down. So as the DJ counted out the years, one, five, ten, and kept going, eventually there were just a few left on the dance floor. The last two couples were left. They'd been married the longest. And something beautiful happened. Everyone started clapping and cheering for these folks. They weren't the oldest folks out there. Some had told these couples they would never make it. We all knew in this day and age, the ups and the downs, the challenges of long marriage, this was their moment. And it was beautiful. And all of us uh, got to share in this moment together. There's also the rare family who, when their parents die, there doesn't need to be a will or an oath. They can just trust one another. It goes smoothly. That doesn't always happen. There's these moments and glimpses when we know we're looking at Jesus, the righteousness we need, the restore in a broken world, the perfect amongst the imperfection. And that's what we're called to live into. So last Sunday was the Oscars. I started watching all these movies this week. One very real story after the other, some moments of joy, but some really sad, very depressing things. These movies showed the realness of our sin, some of them, not just as individuals, but corporately as a, as a society. I started discovering all these problems our society is making, hurting one another, some without even knowing it, some, me without even knowing it, and it ached my soul. We have such a mess at times. I think what ached the most I'm part of this mess.
Have you ever been there? Please tell me I'm not alone. This is impossible, right? How do we fix this mess? Where do we start? Here, we discover the reality that we're all far from perfect. It doesn't matter if we sin a little or if we sin a lot. We're the worst sinners. Murderers, adulterers, and liars. Jesus is the righteous. Jesus is the restorer. Jesus is the perfect. If we look to Jesus, we follow someone who loves the broken, who loves the broken, hurting, sinful people of this world, us. He's the only one who can transcend our brokenness and turn it into righteousness. That's my hope. To move beyond this brokenness. Called to love other broken people. To welcome other sinners like you and me. To open our clenched fists. To follow Christ when our soul aches. Christ is in you and me and can transcend brokenness, creating moments and glimpses of the kingdom of God here in our imperfect world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
more information about First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please call 217-245-4189. Or you can email us at office at firstpressjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E-F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Our street address is 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, zip code 62650. We have adult and children's Sunday school from 9 to 10 a.m. on Sundays with Sunday services starting at 10 a.m. There is also daycare available. Our website is www.firstpresjax.org. Please come and visit us when you're in the neighborhood. We look forward to seeing you. God bless and have a great week.